Welcome to Being It, a man of God with Kobe C. Boone, providing context to thought-provoking concepts amongst modern men with biblical principles. Nah, I know perfect timing feels like I'm too late. And I know I'm still great in spite of my mistakes. You know it's authentic every rhyme I say. My only regret is I made this way. What's up? What's good? What's good, everybody? I'm so excited and happy to be back before you for the Being It, A Man of God podcast. Whether this is your first time tapping in and listening to the podcast, whether you're a family member, friend, um, associate, follower on social media, another brother in Christ, whatever the case may be, I'm excited for you to be able to tap into the podcast today because it has been a minute. The last time I dropped the podcast was on April 11th, uh, Cherry Picking Life, which a lot of people gave some great feedback on, and I'm excited to be able to come on and do this particular episode when so many just special things have happened in the last month of May and my life and the life of my family as well. So right now, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast here on uh, Apple or if you listen on SoundCloud, whatever the case may be. Just make sure you subscribe and tap in with some of the amazing things that God is doing through us over here with this particular platform and just the goals that we have in mind. I think it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to share conversations, provide context for brothers who are growing, striving, developing themselves as well as their families um, to reach the goals and the dreams that they have. And I'm happy to be able to play my role in that as well. So I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to be talking about marriage, finances, business, travel, and most importantly, spirituality, as we believe our relationship with Christ is as developing as men. So these components today are so special to me, and so many things have happened in the course of the last month, since we last talked on April 11th, that I just had to share. So I turned 26. My birthday was May 10th. Turned 26 to big 2 six. Fayetteville, North Carolina, where you at? Two six, and um, and it's another year of life. You know, it's it's grown, grown now, as I like to describe it. You know, being twenty five years old, you still feel like you might be a little bit wet behind the ears. You know, you can kind of play like you're young, and then when you turn twenty six, it's like, all right, now I'm 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 four years away from thirty now. Like I'm I'm going up the totem totem pole, if you will, and. My lovely wife, you guys, she did something so amazing and special to me. So if I could shout out this episode, my wife, man, she booked a flight. My first time out of the country, we stayed in San Juan, Puerto Rico, on one of the nicest resorts, waterfront and everything, um, for a week. So we were there for five days in San Juan. My first experience outside of the country, um, just absolutely amazing. Didn't have to want for anything, didn't have to need for anything. Everything was taken care of. And just such an honor to be able to have this woman in my life and have the willingness um, and the capacity to really take that time away and be able to plan and, and, and look forward to spending some quality time. Now, we got married in August of 2020. So we got married during, you know, still very much so the height of the pandemic. Uh, we weren't able to have the large wedding, which we Never really wanted a large wedding like that anyway, but we have a we had a COVID wedding as people call it, very small, very intimate, which we love. But we didn't get to do the honeymoon. And that is something that we wanted to go big on. We wanted to really have the experience. So 
Um, we, we did like a small weekend in Vegas, but Vegas was closed down. And y'all know if the casinos are closed and the shows aren't happening in Vegas, that's pretty much your whole experience in Vegas. So just having that time dedicated, no laptops, like even on the phones, not answering emails, just really being there with your spouse, especially for my engaged and married brothers out there, is so important because you get to really, you know, look into your woman's eyes. If that's something that you don't get to do at where you're regularly grinding or whatever throughout the week, that's that's important. That's that's an intangible good that you can't get enough of of that that personal time with your wife and your spouse. And along with that, there was a couple of things that I actually learned this week about myself, you know, in, in marriage and developing and becoming what I believe is a more um, mature husband, as well as what I will be when the time comes to step into fatherhood, you know, as that term comes as well. So something that I wanted to share on the on the tidbit of marriage, just some notes that I kind of took away from this week, is there's a lot of things about marriage that I don't care how many books you read, I don't care how many podcasts you listen to, including my own. Uh, I don't care how much you read, you know, and this is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. You can read the word of God as well. And it'll provide you context. It'll provide you tools that you need to equip you for marriage. But your relationship, I believe, with God is so important as a man that you need to be able to fall back on in marriage because there's some things that they just don't tell you. Just straight up, like there's some things that they don't tell you that are crucial and valuable that you don't want to miss. A couple of those that I walked down from the week was one, you've got to put yourself second more than you can believe and get used to get used to it and being self-serving, like get used to not being self-serving is the way that was supposed to be written. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you get married young, like if we got married young based on some people's uh, age rates or whatever the case may be there. And you as a man who has come out of scarcity, or maybe you came out of poverty or whatever the case might have been in your background, we're so used to surviving that oftentimes we're not used or even comfortable to thriving. Like constantly having to have something to fight, constantly having some type of adversity or some type of thing that we're coming up against that we don't realize how we allow that mentality that we develop as warriors to translate into our other areas of life and sometimes into areas of life where it's not needed. And you have to be willing to allow your spouse, your person as well, to experience life the way that God intended for them to experience it also. When you're in marriage, you're in covenant. It's two people becoming one. However, those people are still having individual experiences throughout life. And you don't ever want to get to the point that you're so much so stepping on those experiences that you're preventing the maturity and the growth of your spouse and that individual for what God already had intended for their life. I'm going to let that resonate. The next point that I wrote down was if you are a selfish individual with any of yourself, you will not survive, let alone thrive in marriage, which goes back a little bit to what I was speaking of earlier. Being selfish ain't going to work being a husband. It's not going to work. It's really not about you. It's about those other umbrellas that are beneath you. Well, not beneath you, rather, but in the hierarchy of the family that you have to protect. I, I always love looking at the image. I actually have a screenshot and saved on my phone 
of the first umbrella is God, like over the whole family is God. Underneath that umbrella, underneath that covering, if you will, is the husband, is the father of the family. Underneath that covering is the mother. Underneath that covering is the children and the family. That is the dynamic, the hierarchy of the home. Christ is the head of the household. He, he is the head of the home. God comes first prior to family. And understanding that you can't be selfish because you have all these other umbrellas that are underneath your covering that you have to tend to. Super huge. And it transfers to so many different areas of life. Now, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty. And I'm full transparent on my podcast. We had a little disagreement. It happens. Happens on the trip. It happens. If we being real, some of y'all had some disagreements with y'all ladies too. And it was supposed to be during your birthday or time or whatever. If we keeping it hot. Had a little disagreement. And from that disagreement that we have, we were able to have a transparent conversation in the midst of uh, a heated discussion, if you will. And something kind of dawned on me that was so huge. And that was women want the full picture. Now, I read in the book, The Ways of the Superior Man, which is a phenomenal book. It's not really uh, a Christ-based book, if you will. They take biblical principles just like any other book. But there was some really good context that came from that book that kind of was pushed back to the back of my mind when we got into our heated discussion that I didn't really realize. And maturity, I think, would have better equipped me to take my time in responding. But in this particular case, I responded sooner than I should have. So when I wrote down this point, I said, women want the full picture. You may be concerned with one color or one detail of the image, but they're concerned with the whole makeup. Hence the phrase from the way of the superior men, women are like the ocean, ever changing, ever moving, ever evolving. As men, you know, as men listening to this podcast, I'm sure, you know that we're fixated on the end point. Where are we going? What's the directions to get there? What's the route? What time are we getting there? And did we get there? Women are concerned with what's the scenery on the way there? Is everybody good along the ride? And once we get there, who's going to be there? And I hope they're not concerned about us being too late. Can we please be on time? Like These are the difference differences that kind of happen between a truly masculine, foresight, fixated, very sim- simple mindset and direct way of thinking versus the way that we see from a very feminine mindset, way of thinking, way that they see life and their viewpoint. It's not to say that one is better than the other or say that one's wrong at all. Not what I'm saying here today. What I am saying, however, is I believe we as men and myself included have to do a better job at the way that we respond and communicate with our women. Because there's a mistake when you expect that woman, your wife, your spouse to see things the way that you see it. Or to immediately respond the way you think they should respond just because you spent time together or you say that you're cut from the same cause or think the same or whatever. That's not always the case. And women want that full picture. They want they want the full picture. They want the full package. And anybody who goes to my Facebook or my Instagram page or whatever, you see my wife. My wife is everything that you see. She is a true alpha woman inside and out. 
Truthfully. First, I think true, true alpha woman I've ever met in my life, to be honest with you. And I married her. So what I want to share with you guys is if you do have that type of woman, you know, the woman who is to take charge and the one who wants to drive the boat, if you will, or be the, the captain and the sailor at the same time, you both have to know when to play the role that you need to sometimes let that woman take the lead in certain areas. But you also need to be able to clearly take on commands as well as directions from your woman and then digest it in such a way that you can make the decision on where which way the family and the decisions need to go to. You need to be able to hear both sides. You need to be able to be dual in your mindset and think and stand firm on your principles, values, morals. That's not what I'm per se discussing and talking about. But I believe as men, we need to do a better job of seeing things outside of just our perspective. There was a movie that came out a couple of years ago um, called Vantage Point. And if I remember correctly, it was like 12 different people saw the same assassination in the movie or something. You can go and check it out. It's called Vantage Point. And they were breaking down throughout the movie. I think it had uh, Forrest Whitaker was in it, a couple other folks. And they were breaking down how so many people saw something totally different from the same image or the same occurrence. And much the same way, a lot of conversations and attacks that you're going to receive, conversations that come from the attacks that you will receive as being a kingdom marriage, as being a godly marriage or covenant is going to come from the enemy trying to use confusion and try to use fear to create division between you and your spouse. Yeah, this is huge. We're talking about spiritual warfare here, and I ain't even got the spirituality yet. Like, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The Lord came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. When we go into the Bible and we look at these different scriptures and we look at how these things kind of take place in our families and our marriages, you can start to route out or root out rather the different attacks that you may be experiencing that may bring you up to be like, whoa, 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 why are we even, why are we even discussing this? Or why is this even an argument? Or why is this, you know, why is this even a thing that we're having to decide upon? And as a husband, you have to be willing to put yourself in check to say, hey, maybe, maybe I'm tripping on, maybe. Maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I'm caring too much about something that's not even that deep. Or maybe I'm trying to control the narrative more than I should. And I'm blocking this person from their own experience. Or I'm blocking this person from a lesson that maybe God's trying to do. Because there's times as well, and I can say this has personally happened with me. Y'all know I'm an open book. Where I'm so used to being in control of everything. I have my hands on everything that I end up preventing God blessing something, not that he can't still bless it at all, but I end up preventing sometimes or blocking my own blessings or maybe even blocking somebody else's blessing that could be my spouse and what maybe he had for them. Now, I'm not saying I'm more powerful or anything because that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying is you can mess up some blessings. Yeah, you can You can definitely do that. You can, you can put your hands on something I think you just got it underneath all control. And I think the difference between God's permissive will as well as his perfect will is that his perfect will is free flowing. His permissive will is when we still want to be hard headed and do something our way. And he's like, okay. Oh, you got it. Cool. Yeah, let's see. That's my personal opinion. Um, I believe God created everything. So that means he also created humor. And I believe the God that I serve has a sense of humor. 
And I definitely had to learn those lessons as it comes to that. So without going on too far of a tangent with that, you guys, I really want you to 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 just think about your perspectives and how you view certain conversations and discussions in marriage and be able to turn that mirror on yourself. Turn that mirror on yourself sometimes and ask, like, hey, is it is it really worth it? Is this a is this a mountain that I really want to fight and die on? And ultimately, is this a mountain that I want to fight and die on and put my marriage at risk or put us in a bad place? Nah. Be willing to look at the whole picture. Next point that I had was you can seek all the advice. And this is real. I only have to read this off. You can seek all the advice, the resources, kingdom men, rising, conferences, uh, whatever you want, mentorship, phone calls in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., whatever you want to do. You can do all that. But if you're not willing to put in the work, sit down on the couch, put the phones on Do Not Disturb, set the laptops to the side, put the dog in the cage, silence the room, pull out the Bible if you need to, and have an adult conversation, an adult heart-to-heart with your spouse, and really get into the nitty-gritty of what that person might have perceived and what you might have heard, you're not going to be able... We're talking about conflict resolution right now, guys. You're not going to be able to resolve conflicts and be able to fight efficiently against the enemy who's trying to divide you. Can't be done. Cannot be able, cannot be done. You got to implement these things, man. Hashtags, one line quotes and all that good stuff. It looks cool. But when you're in the heat of a battle, when you're trying to level up in life, when you're doing things that you've never done before, you're breaking those generational curses that everybody talks about, trying to build uh, kingdom wealth, generational wealth in the family, you're going to come up against some stuff. That's just a fact. You're going to come up against some things that you may not have, you may not believe that you have the tools and equipped to handle, but you do. But in order to realize that you have it, you're going to have to get hit and scrambling and eyes closed, blurry and figure, oh, I had this or, oh, I can fall back on this or I didn't realize that this was inside of me or I didn't realize that we could withstand this or this is something similar to what you got to get hit first. Mike Tyson said in a quote one time, he said, everybody has a plan until they get hit. That's the reality. You got to learn how to walk those things out in real life. Last point that I have on marriage, guys, is you're experiencing life with someone who chose to experience life with you. Remember that while their position is on the ride with you, like they're on this ride, they're on this journey of life with you. You, however, don't control the destination that they're going to or their experience. Just be a great writer. You can't be everything. You can't wear all the hats absolutely for your spouse. But what you can do is realize that we are all on borrowed time. We're not here on earth forever. And ultimately, those of us who believe and have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior into our hearts, we have somewhere else to go after this is all said and done. So in marriage, realizing that that individual's experience, how they, they've chosen you. They wear a ring, which is representation of the relationship between God and, and man as a covenant. We're, we're representation of that. It's even larger than just what people think about marriage. It's a covenant with God. They've chosen to, to walk this thing out with you. 
So be mindful of the experience that that individual is having with you because at the end of the day, time is not something that we get back at all. So make the most of your time. Guys, this is probably one of the... This this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little different than the ones we've had in the past because one, so much time has transpired between the last episode and I try to do at least two a month, but then two, there's so many things that you just learn by and by. If you're listening to this, to this in the gym right now, if you're on your bike, you're on the Peloton, getting your Peloton in, whatever the case may be, like there's some things that we just don't get until we've had those experiences. And I think it's so powerful and important that we share from a place of understanding and experience instead of something that we heard or somebody else talked about from us. And I think that happens so often in today's day and time with in the world of Clubhouse, in the world of just whatever scammers, and it's nothing new at all. But we have we live in this atmosphere where people get off for being on step number three and trying to motivate or insinuate that they're on level 10 to people who are on level two and level one. We ain't doing it over here. There's no cap in my rap at all. Like my intention is to create this platform that I believe God has blessed me with to have and be able to share tools and things that have helped me along the way with you guys as we do this together on this on this journey of becoming better men in totality. So that is that. Next on the agenda, ladies and gentlemen, is finances. Ladies, if you're tapping in with your man, this is a podcast for a man, but if he's if he's got it on live right now, speaking, I'm talking with you as well. Family, get your finances in order. A lot has happened in the marketplace. The real estate industry is going crazy. Texas, you can put your house on the market and have 20 cash offers within the next four hours. It has happened. Facebook will tell it all. I have a whole lot of realtors that I'm close with and a couple of realtor clients too. But finances is important. And in the crypto world this week, sheesh, I got a couple of friends who have taken some serious losses in crypto this week, including myself with Ethereum. So I want to talk crypto. I am not a financial advisor, and I won't try to be. But I will say this. Being successful in business and family and life is more than just saving and putting money in a bank account. It's more than just paying your tithes, even though that's super huge and important. I just paid mine yesterday. I'm happy every time I get an opportunity to to pay my tithes because it's continuously to me showing God how much I appreciate him for the blessings he's bestowed in my life. Got to pay your tithes, man, off top. But also being a good steward of your finances is being able to grow your income and grow your money that you've saved as well. Crypto is a phenomenal way to do that. Whether you're investing in any of the altcoins, which are your alternative coins outside of your major coins, which would be your Bitcoin, which would be your Ethereum, which may be your Litecoin. And then there's a whole lot of other coins, which I'm sure you guys have heard about. Dogecoin, you've got um, the Shibu one that everybody was talking about. Uh, that's the way you uh, correctly pronounce that. So you have a lot of other coins that you can invest in as well. Now, the reason why I say I, I believe the crypto world is important is because we all recognize within the United States how the American dollar is has does not nearly have the same amount of value that it had 20 years ago or furthermore, 40 years ago. And as we understand this and markets are changing, 
Uh, we realized that Bitcoin and these other platforms aren't SEC regulated, which is banks, uh, decentralized as well, different terminologies that I don't want to go overboard with using and some I don't even understand to explain to you thoroughly. I'll tell you this. Being able to invest in a traditional stock market is dope. If you can get you some Amazon stock, I remember when Amazon stock was less than a thousand. I remember when it was like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars, um, and it's now at whatever it's at. I remember when it's twelve hundred dollars. I remember people talking about Bitcoin not being in that space, uh, being unemployed. This was like twenty eighteen after I had got laid off at that time, and thinking about investing, trying to figure out things to do, whatever the case may be. The reality is Bitcoin is dang near $61,000 now. It's dropped a little bit this week, but it's up. Imagine if you were invested in this three, four years ago. Right? I saw a tweet from somebody that, that sold all their Bitcoin when it's 25 cents a coin. <laughs> Sheesh. What? Imagine what that would be at now, right? Um, Dogecoin changed a lot of people's lives. Good, bad, and indifferent, right? Like A lot of people became millionaires off of Dogecoin. Excuse me, a lot of individuals that I know personally made $200,000 off of Dogecoin, made $120,000. People who put in a $2,000 investment in 2019 or 2018 or whatever when they heard about it and they put the money in there and forgot about it. I'll say this. Be willing to invest. And again, I'm not a financial advisor, but as far as cryptocurrency, invest what you're willing to lose, but still invest. There is no excuse in 2021 with all the YouTube's uh, channels, with all the podcasts, with all the different platforms where you can self-educate yourself on a lot from experts, right? Like Robert Kiyosaki says, teachers and professors are not the experts. The people who are actually out doing it, people who are flipping these homes, people who have multiple uh, real estate portfolios or a diverse investment portfolio, they're showing you the real-time screenshots pulling up their Robinhood, pulling up their um, Binance platform, whatever, and willing to show you what they've actually done. Those are the experts. Those are people who have actually walked that out themselves and continuously walking it out. You have a blessed opportunity in this day and time to be able to learn from people who are actually doing it. And educate yourself right from your castle inside your home. So if you are not investing into the stock market or into cryptocurrency at all, be invested in something. If it's as small as you wear a lot of Nike shorts and Nike shoes, buy you some Nike stuff. There is a coach and businessman named Wall Street Trapper. I can't think of his real name, but he is on Earn Your Leisure's podcast pretty frequently. And Instagram, I believe his page is Wall Street Trapper, Wall underscore street underscore trapper. And brother has a phenomenal story. Brother has a phenomenal story. Uh, I believe he is a brother in Christ. Um, and serve some time behind bars, start learning stocks and trading um, there. And then he came out and started working within his community, within Louisiana. He's just an amazing guy in New Orleans. And one thing he continuously tells folks is that if you drink a lot of Fiji water, like the, we, the Fiji water I'm sitting here looking at now talking to you guys, just find out if it's traded, if it's public, and go and get you some shares of that. Invest in the things that you know and you understand or you have interest in, whether it's tech, whether it's uh, finance companies, whatever the case may be. 
as fathers, as men, as leaders, it is our responsibility, job, duty, and task, not just to provide provision, but to provide a plan. I felt something in my soul when I said that. It is our job, duty, and task as husbands, fathers, and men, not to just provide provisions, but to provide a plan. Have a plan for the future, for your life, for your kids, your life insurance policies, uh, multiple ones at that, not just one. Don't just go and get the uh, term. Go and get some whole too. Get both. Whatever the case may be, like, make sure that you got a plan for your family and for your life, guys. And I want to encourage you guys that investing in cryptocurrency, investing in the stock market is not that hard. Get started. Educate yourself. Stretch. Learn. Grow. It'll take you to the next level. Pivot. We are going to business, you guys. So most recently, we released in the family business a couple of months ago, uh, about a month ago, our four-week training program. And I put it on my poll on Instagram. I was asking people, I was like, you know, like, how do y'all learn? Like, do do y'all learn best with one-on-one, you know, coaching, intensive style? Are you better in a classroom setting with other individuals, more like a group coaching and training uh, type area? Or are you more of a person that like seminars and conferences? Like kind of give me your feedback with everything that's going on. Because education now, which goes back to what I was talking about with finances, it can literally be from your couch. You know, education could be from my IG live that David Shans is doing or some entrepreneur is sharing on Clubhouse. And you can get a million dollars worth of game that you can go and implement and make 250000 in the next month on. Especially if you're in the e-commerce business or one of those that's really easy and scalable when it comes to uh, marketing ads and a whole nother conversation. So what I wanted to share was a lot of people said that they actually learn better in a group environment. The After the poll or whatever, I only had like a couple of people, about 10 people that said one-on-one and then more people said like 20 plus people said, you know, group coaching. So the numbers are absolutely not needed. But to realize that most people say that they learn better from a classroom setting. But however, most folks have not invested in a coach, uh, a life coach, a therapist that does group counseling. Um, Personal development was shocking to me. And I, I believe partially that could be due to the age group. You know, a lot of people who voted were millennials, people who were in that, that millennial age group. But also, there's so many people presenting themselves now as coaches, as trainers, as strategists for this, that, and the third. I believe oftentimes we're confused, right? We're, we People say that they can provide a service or they can do something. And oftentimes when they market and promote, they're not telling you what they do. They're just saying, if you want to be a millionaire, swipe up now. Or they're telling you, hey, I'm in my car. I'm thinking about Ty Lopez, but I'm in my garage right now. And whatever the case may be with Ferraris. And oftentimes the marketing points to the end result, not always to the process. Or not always to the process or also to the first step. And I'm so huge on providing context to my people because I truly believe like one of my actual gun trainer. Uh, Body Bible Tactical says my people perish through to a lack of knowledge. 
And that is a huge saying that I've undertaken from him because I believe it to be so true. We perish oftentimes from a lack of knowledge and information and knowing where to get good info. So from a business standpoint today, I want to encourage you guys to tap in, not just with me, but tap in with somebody. If there is a business venture that you have in mind, if you want to start a vending machine business, you're like, hey, I'm trying to buy, and I would love your emails. Shoot an email to us and contact us at booninassociates.co, whatever, right? If you have an idea, tap in with somebody who does what it is that you want to do. You know, when we created Couple Keys, which is our uh, newly engaged and married uh, entrepreneurs program, it's our mentoring program for newly engaged and married couples. And we've got folks in there that are older than me and my wife. Me and my wife are 26 and 28 years old. We got married at 25 and 27. Um, when we created a program, we had so many years in the game in business, right? Not so much marriage, but business. My wife had already been a full-time entrepreneur for four years. I was doing corporate taxes and consulting uh, for two years, for years and change of that time, going on now three years. You know, we had that experience and background in business, but not yet marriage. But a lot of those same tools and practices that we utilize to grow and scale companies, we use to grow and expand our territory in marriage. Those same things we use to expand and grow our territory here in covenant. So I share that to say you wouldn't wait. Let me give this example, right? So I thought about this this morning. If you're getting braces put on your teeth, right, and you met somebody initially, you, you got up the gumption to go to the dentist and you sit down in the chair and he tells you, listen, uh, we took a look at that. You got cavities here, there, everywhere. You need caps. You need a root canal. We got to move these uh, molars out. We got to remove your wisdom teeth. Um, X, Y, and Z. This is the work that needs to get done or else you're going to start having headaches. You know, whatever the whatever the downside is after the diagnosis has been delivered. And if you get up out of that chair, let's say the dentist at this point is your consultant. The dentist is your expert. And you get up out of that chair and you leave that office. And before you walk past that reception is this. You do not book a return appointment, i.e. a call, book a discovery call, whatever. And you get up. This person has done the x-rays, has done the work, has given you the diagnosis. Hey, this is what you need. This is what I do. I'm an expert in. We can fix this. We can get you a better quality of life. I feel good today. We can get you a better quality of life. And you decide to leave from that place and not return for five, ten years. The natural mind person, like in their right mind person, is going to say, you're going to kill yourself. Literally. Teeth ain't nothing to play with. Your, your body, your health is not something to play with. Your, your livelihood is not something to play with. That's not one of those things you want to put on the back burner. And I believe oftentimes what happens with people's goals, their visions, their dreams, is that whatever the adversity may be, maybe it's not teeth in this scenario. Maybe it's their kids and having to find the extra time to navigate raising kids. Maybe you're a single mother. Maybe you're a single father. And you have to navigate fatherhood as well as Working a nine to five job that may be stressful or maybe not nine to five. It may be nine to nine or even later. Whatever the challenge and the adversity is that case that the case may be, we don't oftentimes put our visions, our dreams, 
our gifts, our goals as a priority in our lives to protect our livelihood, to sustain our way of life, and to make it better for the next generation that comes after us. So we end up perpetuating more hurt, more pain, more suffering, and imprinting that on the next generation of saying that, hey, this is just how life has to be. I'm here to tell you on this podcast today, that is not how life has to be. You ain't got to live like that. One of the best things my wife told me while I was sleeping on my sister's couch trying to work in Charlotte, North Carolina for $14.75 after coming up from a $9.75 job at Dick's Sporting Goods after being unemployed for seven months previously at a 35 k job right after graduation, six months into the job. Y'all, I'm telling you this because there's no cap. I can tell y'all the full story. One of the best things my wife told me is you are a king, you are a warrior. This is before she was my wife and you ain't got to live like this. I have been so beaten down by just a thousand plus job applications on LinkedIn, Indeed, whatever, trying to find a job in Charlotte, North Carolina, trying to find that next step, you know, considering going back to grad school, going back to grad school, dropping out of grad school because I took something that really wasn't in my purpose, but it was just a scarcity mindset choice, which is a whole nother thing to describe as well on another podcast. But I can tell you guys that when you make scarcity mindset decisions, it ends up hurting you 10 times worse. When you make decisions out of scarcity and obscurity because you want to quickly get out of a a dark storm or a dark place instead of going through and learning the lessons that you were meant to learn that put you there in the first place, realizing the mistakes that you made that put you there in the first place, remembering the people that you did wrong or the circumstances of people you was hanging out with that you didn't need to be with, or maybe even just not being the best version of yourself and making wise choices and decisions. You know, whatever the case may be that would put you there, it ends up hurting you worse. So how that pertains to business and coming back, tying it into the group coaching aspect is that I want to see more of us as men tap in with programs and personal development that helps us to become our best selves. It's time, King. It's time. King, it's, it's your turn, King. If you was in person right now, whoever's listening to this podcast, I'd dap you up, give you that one hand, you know, a little hug with some love and say, hey, bro, it's your turn, dog. It is your turn to be the best version of yourself. Get you some exfoliant, start exfoliating your skin. And I'm going to add that to this portion as well. I didn't put mental health and self-care up here, but it's main is mental health awareness month. So boom, here it is. Take care of your skin, King. Get you one of those little skin things in the shower where you can rub your skin with soap. You know, get all the dead skin off. Get you a pedicure, a manicure. Uh, get you a fresh cut. Get your get your beard done, facial, um, whatever you need to do. Get your teeth fixed. Work on your health. Get in the gym. You know, read a book. Listen to a podcast. Uh, tap in with this podcast. Being get a man of guy. You know, we rocking over here. Or whatever, get something that's going to instill some good gems inside of you so you can get clear on where it is you want to go and start making those active steps towards personal development that's going to take you to that next tier and next level of life. You can't avoid that. It's just like, like I said, with the example of going into the tennis and figuring out, hey, I got this area, this area, that area that I need to work on. If you decide not to work on it, there's some mental things that need to be, that need to be discussed then. Maybe you need ministry. Maybe we're not quite ready for personal development yet. Maybe we need to heal some things first. And that's a reality too. 
You know, there are clients that me and my wife would love to take on, the people that we have an initial phone call with, but they're just not there yet. There are some other things that they need to take care of on a person, a very personal level that is history that's better fixated for a therapist than it is for somebody who's focused on the future and planning like a life coach or a business coach as we do with professional training and coaching. So a, a person who is a believer, but also a believer in business is going to say, hey, this is ministry. I need to connect you to these free resources. I need to connect you with Miss um, Jelana Bartow, you know, um, uh, a place to heal. I need to connect you with some other facilities and individuals that we work with that can help you in healing some of these areas. So you can then be able to make that commitment to go forward to be your best self. So I want to encourage you, Kings, as well. Or Rashawn Miller, the shout out I meant, you know, for the podcast, Rashawn Miller from Eustress Inc. Um, that's another great platform. Check him out. He's amazing. Brother out in Charlotte, North Carolina, from uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. That's back home. But yeah, like it's it's super huge, guys, that we tap into the experts to go where it is we need to go. I don't have to be have a doctor in and creating water, for example, since I'm saying you're looking at this Fiji bottle. But if I have someone who worked with Fiji, who's been there for 20 years, and I want to go and create my own bottle of water, and I want to sell that, I'm able to hack in on 20 years worth of experience, maybe in a two-hour call. 20 years of experience in a two-hour call. And depending on that person's time, it may cost me less than a fraction of the portion of the what they had to pay to be able to get there. Whether it's $300, $400, $1,200, whatever, I just got 20 years worth of game in two hours or an hour or three and a half months, whatever that, whatever that individual was offering. So I want to encourage you guys to not always look at the result, but listen to people when they're talking about the process. I get excited when I hear people talk about the process. When I hear people talking about that context and they out here in the marketplace trying to influence people and lead them, and they talking about the process, the steps, or how it is to work with them, and this is the homework they provide. Oh, yeah, you want to tap in with folks like that because their success is your success. And I'm speaking for somebody who is a coach. My clients' results are my results. Their success is my success. That's what I use to promote the family and move forward is our ability to be able to produce results as we help clients to be able to walk into their God-given gift, walk into their God-given talents and be able to hold their hand when needed to get there. Because every level, I'm going to tell you right now, like the notion of, and we're still on business, but the notion of, hey, uh, nobody invited me to the table, so I had to build a table for myself so all my dudes could eat. Man, listen, there's certain spaces that if you're looking to go to the next level for sure, there are certain spaces and certain rooms that you're not going to get invited. That's just a fact. There's certain gatekeepers that ain't looking for you to come in to begin with and will be mad if you make it in. You want to go fast? Go alone. If you want to go farther, go together. What I mean by that is collaboration, bartering, um, man, partnership is still real today in 2021. I bartered with quite a few folks. I have partnerships with quite a few folks. I have uh, collaborations that I've done that have generated millions of dollars for some individuals, hundreds of thousands for other individuals. Be able to connect the dots is a is an age old trait 
that I think is starting to to die out. I don't know why, but networking is key. It's not just who you know, but it's how they know you. Do they know you to be a man of integrity? Do they know you to be a man of resources, a man who connect people to other? Do they know you to be a motivator, somebody that in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a dark time or a rough patch or a situation, I know this person, I know Johnny to be somebody who can hold it down or somebody who continues to press forward and continue to fight, continue to push. I know this person. What do they know about you? Sometimes it's not always about the invite. You can work your way to a table that is far beyond where you may be in experience or a life. But hard work, hustle and heart will set you apart. Y'all ever heard that before? Hustle and heart will set you apart. Man, hustle and heart will set you apart. And mess around and set you a seat at a table with billionaires. And you trying to figure out how in the world did I get here. But I'm here now, so shoot, let's eat. Let's get it. I'm telling you guys, man, it's so important and so vital that you work on yourself because you will not know what you are capable of until you put that work in. Put the work in you. I ain't talking about nobody else. I'm talking about you listening to this podcast right now. Put the work in you. Invest in yourself, King. Take care of yourself, King. And watch how your family flourishes as a result of it. Watch who you become as a result of it. So, boom. Mosey and right along, you guys. Something I wanted to touch on today was travel. And it ties right into what I was saying for us as kings, man, because experiences broaden your perspectives, man. This is my first time out of the country, Puerto Rico, for a week. I felt like we did it to the, to the best that we could do it. We did the excursions, you know, the snorkeling, got out there with the life jacket. Your boy thought he was Michael Phelps. I was out there swimming, looking at the turtles. I said, hey, man, I'm living life, baby. We did that. Only thing we didn't do, we didn't do the ATVs. Uh, we didn't do the ATVs, which was cool because, I mean, I live in Texas, so y'all know we got all the outdoor stuff here, too. But we didn't do the ATVs, and they had, like, the bicycles that you can go on a zip line. So imagine a zip line going through, like, trees, and you ride a bicycle on that line. Yeah, I drew the line. Exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah, there's some things boss men ain't going you know, some things boss men ain't going to do. But I um, definitely got out there in the water, um, and we did the sailboat with the wife, you know, just had a great ball. And one thing I wanted to encourage for us to do as men, whether you're single listening to the podcast, whether you're married, whether you're newly engaged, whatever the case may be, I want to encourage every man to do some type of travel alone. Now, that may be kind of hard for my guys, you know, who are already married, you know, and, and, and trying to do that uh, as a married man. But maybe it's maybe it's a married man's trip. Maybe you go out there with some other married men, you know, and you do. I, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a huge fan of brothers getting together um, and doing something together like that and having those retreats. Um, I think I think that's huge. Psalms 100, um, how good, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment that ran down upon the ear, beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Harmon and the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for did the Lord commanded his blessings, even life forevermore. Get into that word. I think it's beautiful for men to come together like that and brothers to have a good time where we can sit, where we can chat, you know what I'm saying? Where we can have conversations as men and have discussions about leading families. That's how that's how networking gets done. What you think golfing is? You know, so I want to encourage 
all the men who are tapped in on the podcast to, to do some type of experience that just broadens your perspective. If you can't afford to get out of the country, get down the street. If you can't afford to get out on the street, get out the city, you know, or backwards, vice versa. Get across the state, get to a national park, you know, get somewhere where you can be alone with God. Yeah. Do it with your family too, but also for you as men, continue to broaden your perspective and scope. You know, see what events are going on in the city. Maybe it's a pottery event. Um, bring home a pot for your wife. I promise you, it's going to be a good night for your brother. She's going she gonna to love that. Go out there and paint your little portrait. You know, go to one of the little sipping paints or something. Um, and take your lady if you're doing a sipping paint, for sure. Don't leave her. I ain't going to get nobody in trouble. Don't leave her at home if you're going to a sipping paint. But, you know, get some culture to yourself. I think that's so vital, too. I, I see a lot of people in the marketplace talking about, like, Kevin Samuels and and so many other people who are having these podcasts now or having these platforms for men. And my little bit of a take on it is, you know, I've been I've been listening to, I won't say actively listening, but I started looking into Kevin Samuels in early 2020, like shortly after I got married, because I was looking for a image consultant. Actually, I was looking for an image consultant. I had a good touch on style. And I'll kind of go into this a little bit about travel and experiences. I was stepping outside of my scope. I'm a country boy from Eastern North Carolina where people wear wheat tims, cowboy boots. Uh, we, we just, it's a simple place. You know, we dress however, wear J's, whatever. But into this marketplace that I'm in now in business and being a young business person, it was so important that my style matched my industry and where I was. So stepping outside of my comfort zone, you know, having the Kohans on. That was huge for me. Having the Chelsea boots, that was huge for me. Like, I'm not wearing no Chelsea boots or whatever. Having these Italian styles and understanding the difference, differences between Italian attire and maybe a French attire, this is all different stuff to me. So when I was going through, you know, finding my image and what I could grow into from being just a boy who wore suits and, you know, three-piece suit or whatever growing up in church... I found Kevin early in 2020 on YouTube, and he just had a dope platform. This is early, y'all. This is before like the the rating women and all rating women and all that. This was just him rating colognes, you know, men's soap that was best for men's skin, personal hygiene, uh, lifestyle experiences, and it was a really dope platform. And I still believe he does have a dope platform for what he does. I want to encourage you guys to. Definitely tap into some of his old videos. Look back at his 2019, 2018 videos of Kevin Samuels. Will blow you away um, for sure. Will blow you away. His growth, um, his growth as a man is amazing to watch and see somebody develop their platform like that. But then also look at yourselves, man, and get some culture to yourself. You know, you want to be someone who one day you're gonna raise young girls. You know, prayerfully if that's your hope and that's what you want to do with your family. You're going to raise young men and you want people, you want to raise children that have a idea of what the world is. You want that to be a good idea. You want it to be a good perspective. You want it to be a, a full one as well. I oftentimes tell guys all the time, it's like, hey man, if you don't move outside of your city, you don't move outside of your state, there's so much in the world that you're missing out on. And then now doing international travel as the world's opening back up and we can do so much more. Man, get your passport. 
jump on a flight because the same amount of money that you spend inside a booth in a club, imagine how much does a bottle of Ace of Spade cost? How much does a bottle cost uh, in a club? A bottle of Hennessy in the club is going to cost $250. You know, um, whatever. The bottle is going to cost anywhere between $250, $300, if you will, whatever. That's an excursion. You can go swimming with dolphins for that price. Like, literally, swimming with dolphins. You can go ride ATVs. You can go ziplining. You can do all of these experiences that will leave you with a memory as opposed to something that you're not even going to remember barely the next morning. And if you do, it's from an Instagram video because you were on the phone the whole time while you were there. Get some culture to yourselves, you guys. Experiences broaden your perspectives. Lastly, what I want to touch on today in the podcast is spirituality. Like I, I want to touch on spirituality. And there's a couple of scriptures that I wrote down that I want you guys to kind of take away from today. Uh, one is Acts 14 and 3. Acts 14 and 3. And the other is Hebrews 2 and 4. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4, and Acts 14, Acts 14 and 3. And I want you guys to do your research in those scriptures. Those are some that are talking about signs and wonders because I truly believe that I still serve a God who works with signs and wonders and who provides us signs and wonders uh, throughout our life. So I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 2 and 4 first. So it says, God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. I'll read that one more time. God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will. Acts 14 and 3 says, Therefore, they spent a long time there speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. Guys, I want to truly speak to you and say this. I want to truly speak to you and say this. I believe that throughout our life, God truly gives us signs and wonders that reveal to us and show us that we're moving in the right direction. I truly believe that. I believe that as we continue to move forward into our purpose, our gift, and our calling in life, that God will provide us with what we need to be reassured as men, especially us, that we're moving in the direction that he wants to give us. I felt like I got one of those signs this past weekend I wanted to share. So my birthday is May 10th, 1995. And as I walked out on my birthday morning, you know, just to walk on the beach with the wife and just give God my gratefulness and my thankfulness for his presence in my life. I walk out, I'm always looking at my feet and especially over there in Puerto Rico. I'm like thinking about snakes and whatever, wherever we are in the rainforest, whatever we're doing. And I saw two fives, two $5 bills were sitting right there on the ground. Don't know if they washed up, they were wet. But however, I didn't see them as we were walking at first. Now my birthday is 5, 10, 1995. There's a whole lot of fives in there and all of them kind of add up to get to each number. There was two fives sitting on the ground and I'm not into numerology. I'm in, I'm into 
God, the Holy Ghost, God, the Spirit, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm into. Like, I'm into Jesus. That's what that's what I do. However, I do believe that certain times God speaks to us in different ways. And something I was so huge on back in April, if you remember our last podcast was Faith, Finances, and Manhood. So I took it as a message from God that, hey, here on my birthday, here's two fives. You know your birthday is on the 10th. And they're right here. I'm not going to spend them. The two $5 bills that were right there is a blessing. <laughs> it's for sure a blessing. But I took that as reassurance from God that, hey, your discipline is not being forgotten. I've been paying my tithes. Y'all, I've been paying four-figure tithes. Soon going to be getting to paying five-figure tithes, six-figure tithes. And one day I plan to uh, tithe seven figures one day too as well. And I believe that in everything that's been going on in life and my discipline to God in all areas of my life, as I continue to try to get better as a man in Christ and my faith, my finances and my home and my monies, that was a message and a sign from God saying, hey, I see you. Keep going. And the alignment with the numbers and the synergy let me know that, hey, this wasn't by accident, but this was actually by design, however you want to take it. So I want to end on that note by providing you with those scriptures and saying, hey, we still serve a God today who does miracles. We still serve a God today that heals the sick. We still serve a God today that uses prophets to be able to speak to us of those things that which are to come. Um, we still serve a God who is doing amazing above and beyond things in our life. Men, get into your word. Men, stay in your word. Men, Stay with your families. Men, protect your families and watch the amazing things that God will do when you allow him to use you as a vessel for his will and for his glory. When you do that, there's only one way to go, guys, and that's up. So that's the podcast for today. I I truly hope that it blessed you guys. I truly hope that I was able to share some context with you. That whether you're in the gym, whether you're running right now, you're jogging, whatever the case may be, it was a blessing to you on today. So definitely wanted to share that with you guys. Again, God bless you. And tap in, subscribe, share this with a brother that you know. We're going to keep this thing going, man. Being it, a man of God. God bless.